Hi everyone, today is February 22nd, 2020, and this is the Duel Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week, the Kaiba Cup has officially ended. We know who is going to Minnesota. That doesn't have the same ring as who's going to Japan or whatever, but um, we have a first place guy. Go over some of the decks of the top three players, and uh, not to the surprise of anyone, they're all well-known players in the Duel Links meta community, so... You know, when we're talking about top players in this game, they are really the top players. We'll go over some other esports from, um, you know, after the Kaiba Cup. Of course, there's some influence on what the top decks are or whatever, but going over some of those other um, tournaments. New Gladiator Beast Structure Deck. We'll talk about the few new cards from there. Um, Duelist Chronicles Society of Light. A few new cards there. A new dual skill, new card from Mission Circuit, and as well as Doug Dimmaduel's deck of the week, which is a very cool throwback. He is have he has a week zero, week one deck, kind of what new players can start out with with the cards. New players now kind of have a different uh, situation. There's there's more in the game than when I started the game. So I'm checking out what to do. For a new player, a type of deck to play to get through the early stages, and also for people who want to refresh or want to start a new account. So that's what that is. So this will be a pretty relaxing episode um, overall. Not too much going on uh, while we have the time. So in my week in the dual world, let's talk about KC Cup. My global rank ended up being rank... I got in the top 10,000 global it's 9230 but i was outside of the top 500 for north america uh last last kaiba cup i did get the uh that top 500 but i didn't really care this time and um i was playing with a 55 percent win rate with the synchro toolbox deck um anyone who has listened before and i brag about my win rate it's typically 58 if you average out all all the things i've ever done Round 58, so I was playing a little bit worse than normal, but I was doing it with the Synchro Toolbox deck, which is it's a deck with a ton of weaknesses, but it's a rogue deck, one turn kill deck, so that it had a lot of factors going into it, and it's very fun. I've changed the deck a little bit since um, the Kaiba Cup. I've I've switched out some cards, so it doesn't look the same, but. Just going over the deck right now, you're playing a keys, uh, what grows in the graveyard. The core of the deck is the Angel Trumpet Trumpeter. Uh, level 4 plant, normal monster, so that's a level 4. When you play that, it gets your level 2 uh, Dark Verger from the graveyard, and then you get into your level 6 plays. I also have two Nettles, which lets you get into your level 4 play. Uh, other important cards, Painful Decision. I have two of this. This is just an extender for Angel Trumpeter. So you have five cards to start out with. It also helps dispose of an Angel Trumpeter for your Battle Tuned. You run three copies of Battle Tuned. Pretty much your um, concentrating current of the deck. It's a very good card. And copies of Chaos Hunter. This is, this is pretty much a tech choice against the meta. Uh, Anti-Banish things. Dark Magician competition. I think it's mostly against Dark Magician. And pretty good against Shiranui, too. 
uh, spells and traps, three cosmic cyclones, three Paleozoic Canadian, and I've put in two treacherous trap hole. This is a card I didn't have in the Kaiba Cup, I think, but I've just put it in. And then the um, extra deck, Brionic, is a core card. Two copies of Archfiend's Call, one Stardust Charge Warrior, one Old Entity Haster. And because I don't have all the good cards, I, I think I ran the level 8 Stardust Dragon. Um, the new Stardust Dragon, the one where you get to save a monster once per turn. But I've put in Flameville or Akizas instead, uh, just to get some extra... If I ever need a piercer, so that's why I've added that card to the extra deck. So, I'm still playing the deck right now. I think people do know what to expect from this card, and frankly, this card, this deck sucks against um, Invoked, because if they're going first, they could just banish your Dark Verger to make Magellanica, and that's pretty much the end of the game. Um, there's no way to come back from that, really. Uh, there's no way to get any of your single plays out. Uh, unless you use Treacherous Trap Hole to kill them, I guess. But uh, anyways, that's the deck in the nutshell. I'm not sure. Just because the strategy just ends, sometimes a lot of people have been using Sealed Tombs or even like the Invoked play, like I said. They could end the game right away. So that's a major weakness of the deck. But very fun to play. Talk about the Kaiba Cup. Top three players. First place, Zade King. This is a very well-known player in the community. Zade King got first place, 60% win rate in over 406 duels. Two decks he played, Compensation, Dark Lords, and Sorcery, Conduit, Element, Saber, Invoked. Two very... Um, they're, they're top-tier decks. They're... I guess they've only gotten better over time. They're not the flashy Dark Magician that came in you know, everyone is expecting that deck to dominate the Kaiba Cup, but here are two decks that aren't Dark Magician. Dark Lords is a very standard build here. Um, one Dark Lord Desire, three Ixshell, one Morningstar, two Nastin, one Tetzlapaka, two Amdusk, one Ukobak, three Banishment, two Dark Lord Contact, one Sanctified Dark Lord. At cards, you've got one Artifact Lancia and two Cosmic Cyclone. Um, we've seen some Galaxy Cyclones and some Dark Lord decks, but Cosmic Cyclones is very standard, and uh, losing life points is no issue for them because they use compensation. And it triggers compensation, that's why you use it. And Artifact Lancy is the general tech against Banish. The Element Saber deck, 3 uh, Alistair, 2 Malehu, 1 Malo, 1 Nalu, uh, 3 Cosmic Cyclone again to trigger Sorcery Conduit, 2 Invocation, 3 of the Field Spell, 1 World Legacy Clash, 3 Fiendish Chain, 3 Wall D. So, it's not full control, it's 22 cards, not 25, but 3 Fiendish Chain and 3 Wall of D is something. Those, um, this guy probably had a lot of traps to pick from Paleozoic Canadian Floodgate, but I guess Wall of D is best. And World Legacy Clash is in a copy here, it's not a standard card nowadays. Congrats to Zade King. Second place, Grucius. Grucius played Sealed Tombs Ritual Beast and three variations of 30-card Element Saber Invoked. So the Ritual Beast deck. Let's see, Grucius played 390 games, 60% win rate. So same thing, same win rate as Zade King, but he got more games in. 
really it's 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 that grind but getting more games in it really um so steel tombs three a window three canahawk two petal fin one rampengu three elders one apelio one cosmic one herald of the abyss two ritual beast return one ritual beast bond two treacherous trap hole and really ritual beasts are a budget deck they've consistently the tier 3 deck according to Duel Links meta and they were out of that mini box so really they were a budget option that people could have played and they could have skipped other decks and saved a lot of gems by playing Ritual Beasts and then the Elements Saber Invoke decks there's three variations here um, you know 30 cards means you're very control heavy a ton of trap cards here you know, all the trap cards you could think of um Three Fiendish Chains, three Floodgates, and three Wolf Ds for every single deck. Some run Drowning Mirror Force, some run Dimensional Prison. And, uh, yeah. And third place, Negative One, another well-known player. 380 games, 62% win rate. So out of the top three, I think he had the highest win rate. 380, he was just off of Grucius. Grucius played 10 more duels. A 2% lower win rate, and he still got third place. Yeah, interesting. So, really, it's not really about the win rate. It's about how many games you get in. Anyhow, Silent Dark Magician and Element Saber Invoked. Silent Dark Magicians are... This is a cool deck because it has Legion the Fiend Jester, which is a very, very OG ramp card. Um, It's from... Flame of the Tyrant, which is the first mini box, I believe. It was it was the third box overall, but the first mini box. Um, yeah, so this deck is one level eight silent magician, three regular silent magician, two legions, three magicians rod, three dark magician, three dark magic circles, one illusion magic, three na- navigation, two treacherous. Notable thing about this deck: there's no Eye of Tamias. Um. No Magician of Dark Illusion either, so... You know, this is a very unique deck. De- definitely a rogue deck uh, in the, in terms of Dark Magician, throwing in the Silent Package as well. And then the Element Saber decks. Two variations uh, that are a bit different. One variation has uh, three Wall of Ds, three Fiendish Chain, one World Legacy Clash. I guess this is more of the... Attrition deck that you could just end them with Invoked Purgatrio, hit them three times, and you'll win. The other deck is more, I don't want to say control heavy, but there's two Artifact Lancia against Spanish, uh, two Treacherous. This is more of a clear the field type deck. And the other one's more to wear you down, hit you with Purgatrio deck. Yeah, that's the best way to say. So those are the top three decks from the Kaiba Cup. Uh, congrats to everyone who did very well. Let's talk about Meta Weekly. Duel Links Meta Weekly 112. First place, Luxon with Sealed Tombs Shiranui. Um, the deck's moving away from the grass, and the 20 card version really excels because the deck doesn't have as a very lean core 11 or 12 cards, and then you throw in the best techs against the meta. So. Of this deck is two solitaire, three 
Squire, two Spirit Master, one Shade, two Spectral Swords, and two Gold Sarcophagus. Throw in tech cards, you've got Siracribo, two Cosmic Cyclone, one Forbidden Lance, two Econ, and two Fiendish Chain. Second place, Herbal with Compensation, Dark Lords. Um, not much to say here again. Um, you know, you're taking the first Zade King's um, Dark Lord deck and you switch out one card. There's no Artifact Lancia and there's a Galaxy Cyclone. That's the only difference here. Dark Lords are going to be consistent. This is going to be a deck they run until something gets nerfed again. Top 4, Raw, Sorcery, Conduit, Element, Saber, Invoked. This is not a control-heavy version. Um, two Fiendish Chains and three Floodgates, that's it. This also is notable for including Element Saber Aina, which is an Earth attribute, and it lets you uh, resurrect monsters from the graveyard. Element Saber Lapulia is gone, since Fiendish Chain and Cosmic Cyclone kind of covers that area. And, um, yeah. This deck also runs Mirror of Oath in the side deck, which lets you destroy special summoned monsters and draw a card, which is interesting. Tech against Dark Magician. And Itachi... Is this Itachi? I mixed up the decks. Itachi with 30 card element saber invoked. Yeah, very... This one's interesting, actually. Because it runs Memory Loss. This is a card I really liked. This is a card I ran in Gearges. So this is... A bit interesting, and it's an um, effect negation card. This is actually a very good card um, in this meta. It was always a card that people were borderline about because it never really destroyed the monster, it just switched them into defense mode. But it could be a better version. Well, quick play forbidden cards are quick play, so it's good, but this is a trap card that just they play a monster, it's going to be switched to defense mode, and then you could just win the next turn. So Memory loss could be a card that I could bring back. This is a very interesting thing. Notes don't don't note this deck. I messed up the top four, but memory loss is a card to consider again. If you're playing, you have a lot of extra trap cards to throw in. Yeah, memory loss definitely covers those forbidden cards. Great, I saw this. Okay. Finally, Battle Phase 37, a Duel Links Entertainment Series. First place, Serenity, My Monster Cards, Dark Cavalry. This is a deck that just showed up. Um, it showed up during the Kaiba Cup, and you saw it a lot. Um, a lot of Yugi's playing My Monster Cards. And really, Dark Cavalry was a bomb with Eye of Tamias and Dark Magician decks, but it's really good enough to stand alone on its own. And anyone who has played against Dark Calvary knows how good the card is. You just have to keep burning your opponent's hand down to beat Dark Calvary. That's how you beat the card. So, really, it's about your opponent's resource management. Let's talk about this deck. It's a lot of fusion support, fusion substitute, fusion tutors. Three Artifact Lincea, three Alistairs, two King of the Swamp, three Blazeman, one Light Hex Sealed Fusion, one Beast King of the Swamps, one Goddess of the Third Eye, two Invocation, two Concentrating Current, two Poly, three Fiendish Chain, three Fusion Reserve. Yeah. Um, so the cards that tutor Polymerization, Blazeman, King of the Swamp. Um, 
Fusion Substitutes, King of the Swamp, Hex Sealed Fusion, Beast King, Goddess of the Third Eye, Fusion Reserve. So really, it's all about getting Dark Calvary on the board immediately. And because they're the Fusion Substitute monsters, they don't need help. Um, yeah, they don't need help. They're just substitutes for each other. And you can also play Millenniumized Restrict in this deck. And then there's some invoked plays for... Because the monsters are different attributes, there's fires and waters for the invocation play. So very, very cool um, and versatile fusion deck. Second place, Yusei, Sealed Tombs, Dark Magician. Um, not much to say here. Basic Dark Magician deck. There's an Eye of Tamias for the uh, Dark Calvary play here. Otherwise, this is the typical one Magician of Dark Illusion, one Kaiku um, deck. Third place, Koala. Compensation Dark Lords, nothing new to remark about here. Deck looks pretty much the same. And third place, Lucifer, same deck, I think, as the second place guy. Yeah, well, no, this one's a little different. This one is, doesn't have Kaiku, and you've got two copies of Magician of Dark Illusion. Kaiku is just very um, anti-Banish. So whenever Banish cards get weaker, like Shirinui, they start dropping off the meta, you could forget about Kaiku. Alright, so let's talk about the tier list Dueling's meta has after the Kaiba Cup. Dark Magicians and Element Sabers, um, still top one, uh, top tier decks. Um, they've note that the third place players, Legion, the Fiend Jester, and Silent Magician have made, um, Dark Magician have a new dimension to it, so the deck is starting to split up a little bit. You don't really know what to expect. Tier 2, Black Wings, Dark Lords, and Shirinui. Uh, from my experience, all these decks were... They showed up a ton each in the Kaiba Cup, but they weren't the best decks. They were decks I beat sometimes. Black Wings especially. I think I beat Black Wings a good amount with my deck. Tier 3, Crystrons, Cyber Dragons, and Ritual Beasts. Crystrons have moved up onto this tier. And Dark Calvary have been put into high potential. They're, they're going to get tiered eventually. I think Dark Calvary is really good. It's all about controlling the hand size. That's how the deck plays. Alright, so... Let's talk about the structured deck. So this is a Gladiator Gladiator Storm structure deck EX. And Gladiator Beasts are a very old archetype in this game. Um, the cards were released in 2017, I believe. Yeah, Mermillo and Bestiari... You know, most of the core monsters are from 2017, so this is like a two and a half year old archetype in Duel Links. And um, we've got some new tools here, and the deck also includes unexpected dies. So there's there's reasons you buy a deck. It's to skip over boxes, I guess, but they gave you unexpected die here. It doesn't really fit with the overall theme of the deck because it only works with one Gladiator Beast. That's a normal monster. It's Andal. Doesn't really work for anyone else, but I guess the whole point of this is to make people buy this box, I guess. Um, let's talk about the new cards and how they fit in. New contact fusion play for this uh, structured deck is Glider Beast Geysaris, level 6 Winged Beast Fusion, requires Beast Diari and another Gladiator Beast, 2400, 1500. Must be special summoned from your extra deck by shuffling the cards you control to the deck with a contact fusion. 
When this card is special summoned, you can target up to two cards on the field, destroy those. At the end of the battle phase, if this card battled, you can return into the extra deck special summon two Gladiator Beasts from your deck except for a Beast Diari. So, at core, it, it requires Beast Diari because it's a bird. It has the same bird head as Beast Diari. Beast Diari, if you remember, is a 1500 who, if it is special summoned, it can destroy a spot trap. So this was a very core card for the deck. Um, this new Contact Fusion destroys two. And... It does require a contact fusion. And Gladiator Beasts typically don't have an easy way of doing that. Um, so they have to hit twice. You have to hit once and then get another guy the next turn to do it. Yeah, I think so. So it's probably not going to be like a turn one play. Like, when your opponent sets stuff, you you can't really do this on the first turn. You could do it in the second turn. So, uh, popping two cards, you can do one or two, says so up to two. So, destroy is pretty good. Um, you know, like, if it's destroying back row, your opponent can definitely counter it. Um, they could flip this card face down with Paleozoic Canadia. They could hit this card with uh, Fiendish Chain. They could use their Cosmic Cyclone to hit your back row. There's a lot of options. And with the rise of Wall of D, for example, this could be decent. Um, Wall of D is something that could hurt Gladiator Beast because they have to use, they have to hit through the battle phase to special summon their new monsters. So to do that, you're gonna have to hit into Wall of D. So this card can be effective against those battle phase only trap cards, where they could just hit those back row. They can't chain it to this card, and then um, this card can attack, and then it could make. Um, it could unsummon itself, um, unfuse itself into two more monsters. So, overall, this is pretty decent. Um, it does require a little bit of setup. It doesn't work right away for Gladiator Beasts. So, um, and as an extra deck card, that's all you really care about. It doesn't have to be... It's just an option, not really the go-to. There's a lot of... There's cards that get protected. Um, like Just being destroyed isn't enough sometimes. Like you have to be banished. Or something, and this also targets cards. So some cards are anti-target, for example. So um, overall, this card's okay, but it's not amazing, I would say. Test Tigers level 3 beast, 600-300. If you control a face-up Gladiator Beast, you can special summon this card from your hand. You contribute this card to target one face-up Gladiator Beast you control. Shuffle that to the deck, then special summon one Gladiator Beast from your deck. Treat it as a special summon. This is a nice filler card for Gladiator Beasts. Um, it's a free card. It helps you control the board. So you special summon this. Then you tribute it. So it's a cost, I guess. But it's free. So it's just a card in your hand. And then you could, you know, shuffle back a monster. You could use Bestiari if you want to control back row. You could use Mermillo if you want to control destroy a monster. And then any of the other effects... Um, Sagittarius draws cards. Um, Hoplo, Hoplomus uh, increases defense. That's not very useful. Lanista uh, gets a name of a monster. I don't think that's very useful. Dimakari is okay. I think Dimakari can attack twice. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dimakari can hit twice. Executor. 
You can special summon two monsters from the deck, okay. Orax. Uh, not very useful. Uh, and Laquari. Laquari is not in this um, structured deck, but Laquari becomes a 2100, so um, this is a nice filler card. It helps your control aspects better because it lets you pop extra cards with Bestiari or Mermillo or even Sagittari to draw cards. Let's talk about Sagittari. Level 3 Wind Winged Beast, 1400, 1000. If this card is special summoned by the effect of a Gladiator Beast, you can discard one Gladiator Beast card, draw two cards. At the end of the battle phase, if this card battled, you can sh uh, shuffle into the deck, special summon another. So this is another option if you want to um, draw cards. You, you have to discard a card. That's what is a bit of a uh, holding this card back. This card reminds me a lot of like um, Fortune Lady Water for, for Fortune Ladies. It's not a very strong card at all, but it lets you draw two cards. This one... You have to discard one to draw two, so it's a little less strong in the card draw department. And finally, the last new card is Gladiator Beast War Chariot. It's a counter trap card. When an effect monster's effect is activated, if you control a face-up Gladiator Beast monster, negate the activation and destroy it. So, Gladiator Beasts always have had some support counter traps, and that's Disarm and Parry. The big difference here is War Chariot is so much better than Disarm and Parry. Disarm and Parry, you're losing a monster. You're returning the monster to the deck with no... With no, like... Well, it's from hand to deck, so you're not, really, you're not really losing board presence, but you're still losing a card. And there's no way to replace it. You're just one for wanting them. You're well, two for wanting them, because... You're returning a card from your hand, and then you're using this counter trap on the board, and then you're just destroying and negating one card from your opponent. There are two for one cards. This one's a one for one. You definitely you do need a face up gladiator beast on the board, but that's not too difficult. And it's a negate and destroy card. So you know every every deck is running effect monsters, and this could straight up win you the game. They could play Alistair, and then you play this card, and it's over. They could play Shiranoi Squire, you could play this, and it's over. They could play Magician's Rod, you play this card, it's over. You know, so this is a card you probably want. The only way to make this deck work is probably to have three of these. And this could be the only spell you run, or only back row you run for a Gladiator Beast. I don't know, but um, very strong card. Um. Yeah, so I think to make Gladiator Beast work, you'll need three War Chariots. I think. All right, so that is the structured deck EX. I personally won't be buying it because I'm poor. I've spent all my money on the Synchro Toolbox deck, unfortunately. And yeah. So, Duelist Chronicles GX Society of Light. This is the second replay of this thing and I'm gonna be honest here I was a bit burned out after the Kaiba Cup I didn't play I only played 81 games but that's enough to burn me out I can't be a professional esports player but to have a Chronicles after a Kaiba Cup isn't cool like I'm not even done with round five yet like by now I will probably should be done with round five but I'm not and not even I'm not even talking about the 
challenge tickets. Like, I'm not even done with the challenge tickets. I did get the new skill, but I, I have to play through that to get all the uh, gems. And I, have to have, I definitely have to play through round five to get all the gems and stuff, so I'll try to do that today. But I am lagging, and, you know, all the dice rolls and collecting dice, it's it's a bit it's a bit much of a PvE event to happen after the Kyber Cup. Like, I'm burned out. I don't feel like doing this event. But anyways, let's talk about the cards. Dragonic Tactics is a new card. Normal spell, tribute to Dragon Monster, special summon a level 8 monster, a Dragon Monster from your deck. So this isn't very useful for Blue-Eyes White Dragon, who is the most notable level 8 monster, because Blue-Eyes White Dragon does it a lot faster and better. This helps for any of those level 8s that don't have a way of coming out. That's every other monster, pretty much, except for Blue-Eyes. Um... And I must give a shout out to my boy Trihorn Dragon. Why is Trihorn Dragon my boy? Well, because when I played the TCG, this was pretty much one of the first cards I ever got, and it was the rarest card I ever got ever. And I was running it in every deck like I'm an anime character playing my best card. When Trihorn Dragon, in fact, was power creeped from the start by Blue Eyes, so you know it makes sense for me to play a loser card like Trihorn Dragon, Dragonic Tactics. Um, does cheat out Trihorn Dragon. Just, just saying that. But anyways, let's get, get back to Duel Links here. Um, there's a cost of two Dragon Monsters to cheat out a monster from the deck. In this card itself, so it's three cards. Hieratics might be the best way to do it because they can get those tokens out onto the board. And then they can, you can just use those tokens to ramp out the big dragon. Lava Dragon is also a card that you can use for a quick summoning, but it's really conditional. You need a card in your hand in your graveyard. And the Lava Dragon has to be in defense mode, so it doesn't make much sense. Overall, this is this doesn't this this makes it like seem like it's easy to cheat out that big dragon from the deck, but then the cost is a bit much itself, so it's a bit costly in either direction and probably not worth playing. Speaking of cards not worth playing, here's Crystal Slicer, trap card. Send one crystal beast monster from the deck to the graveyard, then target one face of monster your opponent controls. And cut the original attack in half. Also, your opponent draws a card. So, what's the only good thing about this card? You can send a uh, card from your deck to the graveyard. A, that is a deck thinning of one card. Otherwise, the ability is the same as Paleozoic, Paleozoic Hallucigenia or Mirror Wall, but worse because this only hits the original attack. Those other Hallucigenia and Mirror Wall will hit, you know, half is half, right? Plus, Hallucigenia has upside of being a 1200 attack monster um, that you could use again. Mirror Wall lets them hit through the battle phase so they'll lose their monster, and it lasts multiple turns. Then you throw in the fact your opponent draws a card. Now you start thinking about, is this card good for milling? Well, it isn't. You're sending a Crystal Beast monster from your deck to Graveyard. So it's not like you're milling your opponent too much. You're losing a card too. So this card does absolutely nothing. That's it's one of the worst cards we've seen. Like, There's nothing good about this card at all. <laughs> Alright. Let's talk about the dual skill you get for Aster called the Destroyer of D. Which is a very... Um, make what you will of that name. But uh, Aster's skill can be used from your fourth turn and onward... When you have 3,000 or less life points, play one Destiny Hero Dark Angel from your hand to your opponent's 
field and defense position. If your opponent controls a Destiny Hero Plasma, you can place Destiny Hero Dark Angel on top of your opponent's deck instead. The skill will not activate if you begin the duel if a deck that contains monsters other than Destiny Hero monsters. This can only be used once per duel. So, Destiny Hero Dark Angel is a level up card that we never saw because what she does is she sabotages the owner. The owner tries to play a spell or activate an effect and they'll get negated. So you obviously won't play Dark Angel to sabotage yourself. Now this skill forces Dark Angel into your opponent's field and that will sabotage them. It'll negate their spells and monster effects. I'm not I'm not exactly sure what Dark Angel does, but it negates spells and monster effects, it seems. So Unless they're playing D heroes, which is the only way to remove Dark Angel from the board, they can't remove Dark Angel easily. A tribute summoning is pretty rare nowadays. So you could tribute summon her off and then, you know, who cares, right? But tribute summoning is super rare nowadays. And you might need Econ or Treacherous Trap Hole, something to get her off the board. And this skill is a little conditional. You need to have 3,000 life points or less. But you could use Cosmic Cyclone for that very easily. And it's a turn requirement, turn four and onward. So you have to wait, you have to survive a few turns. Um, Dark Angel also is a two of. It's a card we got from Aster, and we never got three copies of it. So she is limited by that. You have to have those two copies, one of the two copies in your hand. It's not impossible, but. I think this skill could see play, but the thing about it is it's not universal. It's You have to be playing Destiny Hero cards. Let's see. Yeah. Not even regular hero. Like, um, Elemental Hero Stratus probably won't work for this deck. So, your monsters must be Destiny Heroes. No Sphere Karibos. No Artifact Lancias. So I, li- I do like this a lot. It keeps the deck in check. It's a very strong skill that could just end your opponent. But you'll be have to be you'll have to be playing masked heroes, which have flaws on its own. So this could be a new skill for it. I think I might try this out just for fun because I have all the masked hero cards, so I could just do it. But I, I might try this out. This sounds very fun, actually. So uh, that is it for Duelist Chronicles GX Society of Light. Hopefully, um, I'm going to do round five today. Oh yeah, make sure you play three times a day now so you could get your gems, your 50 or 40 gems for doing that. Last new card this week is from um, Mission Circuit. Mission Circuit's pretty much nothing. You're just getting rewards for playing duels. And it's called Double Ripple. Spell cards send from your side of the field to the graveyard one tuner and one non-tuner whose combined levels equal seven. And special summon from your extra deck power tool dragon and one ancient fairy dragon in face-up defense. So this is an anime card because it's like Leo and Luna playing together and they're just, they've combined their ace uh, signer cards in the same extra deck. And this does provide very nice value. For the cost of one um, synchro monster, you're getting two level seven synchro monsters out. And more importantly, you're getting Ancient Fairy Dragon out. While Ancient Fairy Dragon's in defense mode, 
it's very good against the field meta because Ancient Fairy Dragon itself, you can once per turn just destroy all the field spells on the board. Yeah, you could do it uh, once per turn, you gain a thousand life points, and then you could draw a field spell if you want to. It's more about getting rid of your opponent's field spells. And, you know, we are in a bit of a field spell meta with Element Sabers. The Element Saber field is one of the best fields in Duel Links. Sometimes you'll see Necro Valley, sure. That's extra splash against that deck. Um, a throw-in is Power Tool Dragon, which isn't... It's a card you don't really run in Synchro decks. It has it has generic requirements, but you need to be running equip spells to make use of this card. But otherwise, it's a free twenty three hundred. You know, it's a it's a throw in for a double ripple. Um, hard to say if this card will see any play because Ancient Fairy Dragon is kind of a card you throw into your extra deck just to counter field metas, and I don't see it a ton right now against the Element Saber field meta. If that makes any sense, it's a Cosmic Cyclone does that already, if that makes any sense. But, I must say, this is tremendous value. Even though you're getting a free power tool dragon, maybe you can make it work if you load up the deck of equip spells. Overall, this this card is more for fun than anything, but um, it does require a power tool dragon, which is the big weakness of this card. So, a feature added to the PC version, and that is the deck listed in PvE on the right panel. If you play the PC version, there's two panels that aren't being used. They take up space, and it's kind of like a thing for streamers to put like their deck list or their contact information on the side or their their uh, cam on the side. So this puts the deck list there, so you're not confused. You're not playing PvP with a farm deck, which is something I've definitely done. Many people have done that. I've actually won games against in PvP with a farm deck, and that feels really good, actually, but... Uh, <laughs> I'll have to say about that. Alright, so Doug's casual deck of the week. Doug Dimidul is back, and this is a very cool idea. He just came up on his own. He got, um, situations forced him to start a new Duel Links account. He, he's not starting over completely fresh, but he's just made a new Duel Links account, like a second account. And this is all about the best early deck for a new player. New players have. You know, tickets available to them, some of the opening gems. You, you don't realize how many gems you get as a new player, but this is all about maximizing the new player experience or for people who are just starting fresh. So here is Doug Dimidul with his new Week Zero deck. Hey there, this is Doug Demidul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week, I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a throwback to, uh, to just a new player mindset. Uh, what I ended up doing recently was I just got a new mobile device, so I decided to uh, set up a uh, another account just to, just to kind of relive the memories and see how things have changed from when I first started playing Duel Links uh, very early in the game's existence. So... Uh, 
Yeah, I think you've got a lot better options to kind of start jumping in and uh, playing real well right away using your uh, all the freebies that uh, Duel Links gives you to start. Uh, I'm using a completely free-to-play approach, um, you know, so what I ended up doing was just building a uh, kind of like a week one deck that will at least get you through pretty far if you're somebody who wants to reset, uh, just kind of some strategy involved. Now, some of the... Uh, Real the, the the real MVPs as to what cards when you're getting those SR tickets and UR tickets, um, just given the very nature of the early stages of Duel Links, where uh, as long as you get a pretty powerful tribute level monster, you could start um, you could really start doing work. You could start level grinding and then starting uh, starting to unlock stuff. But I, I kind of want to take an approach as to what would be one of the best cards to start the game with once you start getting those free SRs. And uh, the answer to that one would be the first Monarch. All right. Um, this is a, uh, uh, let's see, how do, you, how do you obtain this card? I'm trying to remember now. But uh, this is through an unlockable event from uh, Odeon. So really one of the best ways to get this is from all those SR tickets that you get in your first uh, first few weeks. This thing is fantastic, all right? So what it does is uh, you can special summon this card as an effect monster, and it's a fiend-type level 6 uh, with a 1,000 attack, 2,400 defense. So just the defense alone, dropping that on the field during your opponent's turn will keep a lot of those lower-level um, standard duelists and legendary duelists from being able to really do anything against you. But you could also discard one card when this is summoned, then declare one attribute. This card becomes that attribute and can be treated as two tributes for the tribute summon of a monster with the same attribute as this card. So why is this important? Because whether or not you start with Seto Kaiba or Yami Yugi, uh, you're able to get an easy two-tribute summon for your boss monster, which would either be Blue-Eyes White Dragon or Dark Magician. So this is just a real utility MVP card right here if you are very, very new to the game or if you're just trying to uh, uh, do a reset and just kind of start fresh. Uh, another good card if you want to you know if you want to use some of those ur tickets try and get three copies of uh statue of anguish pattern uh again having this paired up with the uh, you know with the first monarch trap card you could have a pretty good uh trap uh you know trap monster themed deck where you're able to pop some of your opponent's cards so what this card does is you special summon this card as an effect monster level 7 2500 defense this card is also still a uh trap card uh anyway if summoned this way this card cannot be targeted by opponent's card effects while you control another trap card that is a monster. If this card is special summoned from your spell and trap zone to the monster zone while this card is a monster, you can target one card on the field and destroy it. So this is just your easy out uh, to just start popping either opponent's monsters or spells and traps that are troublesome. Uh, but yeah, if you get three copies using your UR tickets, because you're going to get a few UR tickets, uh, get Statue of Anguish Pattern, copy that with the uh, first Monarch. You know, you could basically have six cards right off the bat that will get you uh, into a real good good position. Now, um, as for, I guess, one of the best structure decks to go into for only 500 gems, uh, I would just recommend getting the, the Return of the Red Eyes deck. You're only going to need that one copy of your uh, Red Eyes Fusion and your one copy of um, your uh, Red Eyes Slash Dragon, which is the Fusion Monster. So if you're able to kind of get that going... 
the rest of the pieces that you need to have a very successful deck is through the use of those SR tickets. So if you have your Red Eyes Insight, that would be a very good, um, you know, just a very good card to have. Uh, you know, you could get this through your SR tickets. What you do is you send one Red Eyes monster from your hand or deck to the graveyard, add one Red Eyes spell or trap card from your deck to your hand, except Red Eyes Insight, and you can only activate this once per turn. So what this does is without having to actually spend money and get your additional copies of Red Eye Fusion, this is basically giving you four opportunities to uh, to get that Red Eyes Fusion as quickly as possible. Um, now, granted, you could always get more copies of Red Eyes Last Dragon through one of the mini boxes, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, you, let's say you don't have too many gems, you're just starting out. Uh, this is just a very quick way. Spend 500 gems on this deck because uh, you're able to get that copy of Red Eyes Wyvern. That's really what you want to throw into your graveyard when you're using your Red Eyes Insight. But you also get that one copy of Return of the Red Eyes, which is, uh, uh, in my opinion, a pretty good version of uh, uh, that, that Red Eyes uh, Returns or whatever that trap card is that you could take a Red Eyes from your graveyard and, and uh, put it on the field. Because this doesn't just specify Red Eyes Monsters. It also means any normal monster. So if you're running a red eyes, blue eyes mix, especially if you're very early on in the game and you have a blue eyes in your graveyard, you could always special summon it as long as you have a red eyes monster on the field. So, uh, yeah, again, this is just a pretty, uh, again, very bare bones, basic, uh, you know, deck, but uh, really just the rest of it is just kind of filling in the deck with whatever uh, beat sticks you could find that are around an 1800 attack uh, monster. Uh, I always like to recommend Chowlin the Prophet as uh, you know very easy SR to get a hold of through the tickets. Uh, basically what it is, it's a spellcaster, 1800 attack. Once, once per turn you could declare either spell or trap then target one set card your opponent uh, controls in the spell and trap card zone. Look at that target, and if it's the declared type, that card cannot be activated this turn. Uh, you know, once you start to anticipate what your opponents are playing, especially in those lower level standard duelists, you, you can pretty much lock things down uh, very quickly with that. So um, yeah, that's that's essentially it. But I kind of just wanted to go through this as a uh, just kind of as a refresher. If uh, you decide to maybe make a second account or a third account because you're you know you're just kind of bored or you want to do um, you know, have some more fun uh, stuff to kind of relive the uh, the earlier grind of uh, of Duel Links. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. I always like kind of starting new things. So uh, getting back into it from the starting point, uh, it, it's pretty enjoyable. But, you know, now that we have a much, much wider base of more effective cards to choose from, uh, starting you know, another Duel Links account within that first week and being able to level grind effectively is uh, very easy to do compared to when I first started the game. Uh, you know, I was lucky to get a 1500 attack vanilla monster, let alone some of the arsenal of, of cards that you're able to get virtually immediately uh, in the game. So, yeah, that's just kind of my, my take on a uh, on what I like to call a, a week zero or a week one deck uh, when you have a new account. But uh, yeah, take advantage of those trap monsters. There's some really good ones, and uh, you're able to get them with the SR and UR tickets that uh, Konami's going to throw at you when you make a new account. So uh, anyway, that's kind of what I got for you. Uh, this is uh, about as casual of a casual deck uh, that I could get. So uh, anyway, that's it for my casual deck this week. I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks, Doug. And check out Doug's sex segment, uh, his deck of the week, on this podcast every week, and also his own Twitter page at Yu Gi Oh! Deck Talk.
So wrapping up the upcoming news for the rest of the month, Blair Flanagan's event, we get to get our new legendary duelist and we'll have to talk about all her new cards and skills. Hopefully we'll get something exciting. Blair Flanagan coming early next week. Scheming Weevil also coming at the same time. New cards, Shiny Black Sea Squatter and Token Collector. And finally, DSOD World has level up cap increased to 35. So there will be a lot more to do next week than this week. Other than Duelist Chronicles GX and also finishing off the ranked season. So that is it for the podcast. Um, If you like anything, any comments, please leave the comments wherever you listen to this podcast and subscribe. Check out the podcast in these notes at thedualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at dualassessment at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment, me at Green Ranger CCG. All right. So hopefully next week we'll have more stuff to talk about and some of the new things will be coming up. All right. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you next time.